gentlemen, featuring Jeff Goblin, featuring me, Tyler Armstrong. And featuring me. And <laughs> featuring me, Janine Armstrong. That one in between an Armstrong still, as far as we know, unless Mother's said something about it. Yeah. It was a rough weekend. <laughs> That's fair. Well, uh, the world has been a little crazy, guys, and and something crazy that's been happening in the world that we thought we have to touch on because, you know, it's just the American way is the most important games the world has ever known. It is the Olympics, ladies and gentlemen, and people during a pandemic from all over the world are coming together and sleeping on cardboard beds with each other and without each other. They are competing in sports, whether or not they're vaccinated, with varying degrees of good and bad results, including over a hundred COVID cases from Olympians. But none of that matters. Because sports are what's important. Sport ball! And not just ball. Flipping and jumping and swimming. And ping pong. Shooting, throwing things, skateboarding. um, Skateboarding. Running. Sweeping ice. Sweeping ice, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Olympic coverage. And trampolining. Trampolining? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, it's in there. Maybe not. Maybe I was just watching that. Have you guys been watching the Olympics? Only the stuff I like. You keep it up? Uh, only, like, if I happen to see it. Like, you just happen to be walking by Tokyo one day? And- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. No so- audience, cardboard beds. Um, you know, the beds aren't cardboard. They're made out of a recycled material. That was debunked. Oh, good. Yeah, that was that was. So that's fake the good. Isn't cardboard recycled? Yeah, but it was a different recycled material. Wow, okay, it plastic. wasn't cardboard. And yeah. the point of it wasn't to stop them from mm-mm. cohabitating. It wasn't. Mm-mm. It's just. It was just, just more to, cost effective. Yeah, and mm-hmm. environment friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did they take all the stuff from when they plowed through all of like the the poor neighborhoods? Did they take all that stuff and recycle it into the beds for the Olympians. Yeah. Good. It's probably true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Olympic news. Olympic news. So we have Simone Biles, of course, who bows out of competition. I think she recently uh, is doing a couple more, but she bowed out for mental health. She is. She's supposed to make a return. Yeah. yeah. For um, no, what's it what? called? I I don't know what all the yeah there's different, different levels are. of flippies and things that yeah. they do. But yeah. what I do know is that she bowed out. Uh, for mental health reasons, and uh, I'm, we're, I think we're all. Pr- I mean, we're clearly not all proud. <laughs> I've seen the tweets. Oh my god, we should be proud though. We are, but we like, should be I'm proud. proud. And 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 beyond that, we have the German gymnastics team that competed in leotards rather than tights to make a statement about women's bodies mm-hmm. and how they should be able to wear what they feel comfortable in to compete. Super stoked. Norwegian handball players, yeah, they, and them deciding yeah. to wear shorts instead of bikinis, mm-hmm. or or yeah. a, a, as the way I read it, ass bearing bikinis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, they were fined. <laughs> they were fined, but Pink, the singer, actually offered to pay all their fines. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. I like. Uh, that. We have tennis champ Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. who refused to do a press conference after a match. Uh, also stating that it's just uh, a, a mental health yeah. thing, being able to take time after they do these extreme sports things. Mm-hmm. It, as far as I know, in tennis, there's lots of grunting. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I thought it was really cool that this year in Olympics, what we're seeing is a bunch of strong women stand up for themselves, take care of themselves, do what's right for themselves, and tell the world to basically go fudge themselves uh, using proper language. You're welcome, Brenda. Uh, to say that it's like entirely reasonable to be able to reclaim their mental health, their dignity, and otherwise their ab- ability to choose for themselves what's right. 
yeah. as they compete in some of the gnarliest, like these are world Olympians, meaning the best in the world at what they do. Like they mm-hmm. have put in their time, and their energy, they can decide. I think it's not just about them advocating for themselves. It's also like we need to shift and support them. I and agree. Like, yeah. But I think we're starting to see that finally. Yeah. Like well, in some ways. Kind at of, least. We're, yeah. we're starting to see big celebrities and, and people who matter speaking out. But what about like, okay, yeah, people who matter. I just think that like in general, people, because sexism is so harsh. Well, and it's been this way forever. And so this is the, I think this is the first Olympics that we've seen any of this ever happen, you know, yeah. Other, yeah. other than, you know, civil rights activist stuff in which, you know, we, we have the famous scene of the guy, the Black Panther, the Black Panther movement thing, which he was removed from the Olympics, like literally the following morning, which yeah. most people don't record on in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But like that guy got in so much trouble for doing that. And it's like the Olympics are wrought with issues here about galore. And the- I'm glad to see them coming to the forefront and actually brought into the news in a real way. And so that people can discuss now it. do the politics of the Olympics change depending on where it's held. Not really. Not really. Um, so did you hear about... Okay, so it's like, it's yes, it's good. All these people are standing up for themselves, like, whether it's about sexism or race or, you know, all, all the important things, but, like, it's still messed up because did you hear about the belarusian athlete who was afraid, like, something bad was going to happen to her because she spoke out against her coaches? Did you hear about this? No. Yeah, she spoke out against her coaches, and then she refused to board a flight this weekend, fearing her own safety after she was taken to, to the airport by her team against her wishes. Well, so, isn't Belarus like where like James Bond bad guys come from and stuff, too? Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she should fear for her life. That's a scary place. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And... um but uh, she's safe now. Canada. In Canada. They finally beat us at soccer, women's soccer, in 20 years. First time in 20 years. That's true. Big shout out to the Canadians up there. Big surprise, hey. too. They were the underdogs. Go Canada. Yeah, it's an underdog year. Canada beats out America. So who mm-hmm. are they playing for the final? Do you know? I do not. I didn't go that far into my research. Well, I know we're going for bronze. Third place. We won also... Um, we beat the Netherlands. Sunisa I Lee, eighteen-year-old, took home a gold in the all-around in gymnastics. I was going to say all-around, just at sports. You know, they do the, <laughs> they do the pommel horse, they do the vaulting, they do all that stuff. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And then skateboarding has joined the Olympics. Yeah, and a thirteen-year-old, thirteen-year-old Japanese, Japanese girl yeah. wins the Olympics, and mm-hmm. uh, we kind of thought Americans would win that because it seems to be like our claim to fame. But, but they don't let any stoners in. Well, that was the problem. We <laughs> so. we got a sneak peek uh, backstage, not backstage, but in the hotel rooms, of the Olympics, and our team was basically a bunch of sixteen-year-old jackass-looking dudes tattooing penises on each other and stapling their balls to their legs, and they were disqualified. Is that really what was happening? No. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> totally believable though. Right? Wow. Um, did you guys see the medal count? Uh, uh, Japan, I know, has the biggest medal count they've ever had ever. But that's still not more than the U.S. But it's big for how little Japan is. Yeah, I mean... And they're just, hosting? As of oh. nine hours ago, <laughs> as, of, as of nine hours ago, uh, Japan got has 33 medals, and nine hours ago, the United States had 64 medals. Okay, but let's look at the size of Japan and the size of the U.S. And not it's all, a not all the countries have US. people competing in all the events. Yeah. Which countries are missing? You want to name them for us, Austin? Sure. Um... <laughs> First one is Uganda. China has six. Second sure? one is. Are you sure Uganda's not in? No, I'm saying in certain like uh, categories of the Olympics, they don't all compete in everything, do they? I don't know. Maybe they do. Well, I do know in in no certain terms that I guess Jamaica had a bobsled team. So yeah, there you go. That's you know <laughs> proving myself wrong. Um. Did you guys hear about the guy who's um, knit the swimmer, I think, who's been knitting? He knit, like, a, he's been knitting on the sidelines, and he knit a big Olympic sweater, and he knit, and he's an openly gay athlete, and so he's... Yeah, I saw a video of that. Yeah. And I he, have not heard about he this, He knit, like, like, a it. koozie for the medal he won, and, yeah, he's pretty awesome. He knit a koozie for the medal he won? Yeah. <laughs> I yes. like it. 17-year-old from Alaska also won the... 
hundred meter breast stroke. Nice. And she was getting a little bit of people were laughing at her because she claimed in her interview how she used to like train swimming with sea lions. Oh, <laughs> yeah. in Alaska. Yeah, maybe she did. Yeah. You never know. It was quoted. So. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. think we're badasses for doing the ice bucket challenge. She's swimming in Alaska with seals. What's up? Oh, Tom Daly's the guy who you're thinking of. The knitter? He's a, he's a, yeah, he's a British diver. Yeah. Knitting is... An Olympic sport next year. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, extreme knitting. <laughs> extreme knitting. You have to do it while bungee jumping. Oh, well, yeah. There's also the transgender weightlifter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Laurel Hubbard. Yeah. And she got disqualified from the medals competition side of it. Um, well, if she got all the way to medals, she did pretty good before medals. Well, I mean, there's only three winners, right? Bronze, silver, gold. Mm. Uh, there's something coming out. I I don't have the facts for this, but there's something coming out about like how actually how much money you get and how much your medals are worth. And people like the Paralympics uh, What's it called? Is that what it's called? The Paralympics? Where they like jump out of helicopters? No, for like, um, no, like for specially for able a- people. ADA? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I was called it the Special Olympics, but. No, that's also different. Um, they oh, have, it's like, they, it's like the worldwide handicapped Olympics. Yeah, they have Olympics for, for they have like the wheelchair basketball games and they have all sorts of different things. But uh, go on. What were you saying? Well, they were just getting medals that were worth less and a lot less money when they win. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's way fucked up. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I feel like they have way more bills in general. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I mean, to begin fun- with, funding's probably way lower for that. It's just funding's way lower for yeah, that, and it's got to be and, so you know, much People lower. are prejudiced against you know less able-bodied people. Um, also, did you hear about the woman who, um, speaking of, you know, back to the Black Panther thing, she, like, raised her fist. Oh, she did an X, She right? did an X. Yeah. You know? For, and, and she was, she was like, getting awarded. Mm-hmm. And she did it on the podium. Mm-hmm. What was the X supposed the to be? The X says, uh, okay, so her she name is Raven. She doesn't drink or smoke. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Raven, her name is Raven Saunders. And it's Saunders, who is black and gay, said the gesture represented the intersection of where all people who are oppressed meet. Yeah, she's only 25, and she wanted to help people all around the world who are fighting and don't have the platform to speak up for themselves. Right on. It's intersectionalist feminism. Do we have any more Olympic stuff? I have. Um, how many rings are in the rings Isn't it of seven? the Olympics? Is it seven? Or is it Nine. I always mix it up with Sonic's rings, and there's like 10,000 Sonic rings. Every yeah. time he dies, it's like rings everywhere. I, I, I thought it was like five or seven. It, for mm. some reason, seven's in my head, but five also sounds right. It's definitely an odd number. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I was asking the question. Oh, oh you I don't, you you don't know? <laughs> we were waiting for well, you Well, that's not that. right. I'm going to say seven as well. Yeah. I'm pretty look, sure it's four and three, but. Look it up. Yeah. It's seven continents. Seven yeah. rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. Seven makes sense to me, too. Uh, there are one, five. two, three, four, five. I said five or seven, so oh, I win. <laughs> do you want to know what the Olympic rings stand for? Yeah, I do. The five Olympic rings. Here we are, the Olympic rings. The rings are five interlocking, colored blue, yellow, black, green, and red on a white field. They're known as the Olympic rings. The symbol was originally created in 1913 by Cooperton. Just one name, Cooperton. <laughs> he appears to have intended the rings to represent the five continents. Only five continents. Europe, Africa, Asia, America, and Oceania. Oceania. Well, kind of like Rihanna. Yeah, but it's spelled different. <laughs> um, what? I'm just <laughs> correcting you. <laughs> So 1913, uh, they they updated the rings in, in 1950 in the green booklet. But they still say the yellow ring is for Asia, the black ring is for Africa, the green ring is for Australia, and the red ring is for America. Oceana mm-hmm. gets the blue ring. Mm-hmm. But that sounds real racist when you say it out loud. Yeah. 
I mean, they designed it in 1913, and the Olympics are super racist. Then they updated them in the 1950s, still racist. So we're going to do a 2021 (laughs) Olympic ring edition, where all the rings are just the rainbow. Yeah, the rainbow. And no one is dedicated to any one person, because people live everywhere, and they all do different things. Mm -hmm. So instead of rings, we're just going to do... We're just going to do... You know, it's on a white field, too. This whole thing's a mess. we got to burn the flag and start over. (laughs) None of it's going to work. Not a damn thing about this flag works out for anybody. Burn We're just going to have a torch. A torch where we just bring all of a, all of the world's flags together and burn them all into one pile and then spread the ashes across. It's going to be an Olympics purge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be like a charm bracelet, but every country will be gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Olympics. I have other news. Outside of the Olympics? Yeah. Thank God. All right, let's move on. <laughs> a giant panda has given birth to twin cubs in the French in a French zoo, in what officials say is an exceptional event. Juan Juan's cubs. Juan Juan. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if that's how you say it. H U A N. Juan that Juan. Seems right. Juan Juan. Juan Juan. Juan Juan. Juan Juan's cubs were born in the early hours of Monday at the zoo park to something French, and they're very tiny. They're only a few grams each. A few grams? 149 grams. Okay, that's more uh, than a few. (laughs) 129 (laughs) grams. So, what, a third of a pound each? Look at Uh, (laughs) at it holding it in its mouth. Oh, my God, it is tiny, and it looks like it's eating. It looks like it's eating beef jerky in that picture. Mm. Yeah, it's a little... (laughs) It looks like... So, we're doing animal news? Yeah, sure. I like animal news. Hey, we got some animal news music. I have some new music to try this week. Everybody, mm-hmm. uh, so let's just do. What do you think? Animal news. Animal news. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, I, I have other animal news. I do too. I was really excited you brought up animals because we have animal news. Hmm. Okay. Animals love this song. Yeah, this is a known fact that <laughs> super into lo-fi. <laughs> yeah. If you play this for goldfish, they immediately start swimming. Did we the talk opposite about direction the, that they usually swim. Did we already talk about the giant goldfish? I feel like we might have. Uh-huh. Yeah, then forget them. <laughs> what well, I was going to talk about... Goldfish will grow as big as their area they're allowed to grow in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they can get huge. Yeah, and they're getting, like, football-sized. Whoa, that's a big goldfish. Mm-hmm. Start growing some goldfishes to eat. They're right? totally wrecking the, like, ecosystem of the bodies of water that they're in, though. Well, good thing they're only in toilet bowls, mostly. Just kidding. (laughs) Anyway. Because a goldfish is like a bass species, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So they just eat everything. So uh, five parrots had to be separated at a British zoo. Uh, There's They have like 140 parrots at the British zoo, but these five in particular will not stop cursing. (laughs) And and because the guests find it so funny when they curse and laugh and clap and do things when they say these very, very crude things in public, the birds understood the encouragement and continued to curse and then taught the other birds to curse, knowing that they would be thrown treats and encouragement. And now these five birds just curse like sailors all the time at the zoo who used to uh, cohabitate together, but now they've been separated and moved into different outdoor aviaries to try and... Stop it. They're African gray parrots. Mm-hmm. They have a colony just under 200. And uh, the chief executive uh, of this zoo says, we're actually quite used to parrots swearing. We've just never had five at the same time swearing. It's <laughs> so, like if, if you have a zookeeper, you know, bringing food in whatever and swears while they're doing it, the birds could pick up on that. But the fact that the birds picked up on it then taught the others how to do it. And it became like this <laughs> unison it. of F words and C words. Is, uh, is there any video clip of them swearing? Yeah. Um, so anyway, the keepers thought it was best to uh, so keep them away from children for now as not to ruffle any feathers. Uh, so they put them, they separated the birds into different colonies, but they are now worried that the birds may, uh, end up teaching the other birds swear words in order to get the other birds interested. And they're now concerned that they might have 200 plus swearing birds only in their zoo. Okay. So there's a plan. There's a solution to this. It's just, it's 200 birds. And so 
At the Natural History Museum in LA, they have a butterfly exhibit annually, and so they like the butterfly swear too. They grow all these butterflies, and then the following exhibit is a arachnid exhibit. <laughs> and so <laughs> somebody somebody going. was like, "So how do you what do you do with the butterflies?" And then they're like, "Oh, there's no changeover. We just let the spiders eat all the butterflies." And that's how they shift over the exhibit. And so we just need something to eat all the parrots. And that's how you can solve the problem. So like a kid with a BB gun? No, like what? No, you got to eat them, though. Like a bigger bird or something. I don't know how many birds eat each other. No, there's birds quite a birds, few. Yeah. There's quite a few. Here, here you go, Ost. Here's like which ones? Here's bird well, news. Crows. Parrots at a British zoo had to be separated because they wouldn't stop swearing at visitors. Billy, Eric, Tyson, Jade, and Elsie were removed Billy, Eric, from view Tyson, this Jade, and Elsie. The African gray parrots were in quarantine together, but quickly overwhelmed staff with naughty language. However, none of the zoo's visitors complained about the parrots. Some actually found them quite amusing. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. See, there it was. <laughs> yeah. You have one in your house? Yeah, I, I bought one from the zoo. I I bought Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That sounded like Stephen Hawking. Then it then it starts to do this thing all on a black screen that says, "If a parrot remembers what happens in an abusive home," and then it starts that like sad music and starts. Sarah McLaughlin comes on. No, it's a different song you're thinking of, right? No, oh, no, in, in the, the arms of no, it's the rest your head. You worry too much. No, that, yes, so there's like a kid in a alleyway crying in the rain. No, no. you're thinking of a different thing. No. We're talking we're about talking about, we're talking about you're S- talking about oh, child. I'm talking abuse. about the SPCA I'm commercials. About, I'm talking about child abuse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's different. I'm mixing up animals and children. Yeah. Speaking of child time. abuse, I started watching <laughs> Doogie Howser, MD. Mm-hmm and uh hilarious yeah it's a great show uh, it's about a 16 year old doctor nearly 16 year old doctor who, i know yeah, who works what uh what pl- almost what 70 hours a week uh, i've been watching it on hulu i believe okay anyway uh every time i play the show natalie absolutely hates the theme song which i'm gonna play for you real quick because i had to know who wrote it i had more animal news oh <laughs> can i just share this one thing yeah let's just just so wait you're gonna chop you're gonna cut him off he cut me off. He mm. always cuts me off. I feel like you're just looking shit up, and then you're like, oh, I got more news. No, I have it all saved. <laughs> yeah, I didn't cut you off because you didn't say anything new yeah. yet. I have it all we saved. We also were like, is that it? Yeah, I think so. No, that's not how that happened. <laughs> it's going to be how it looks like uh, it Listen, edit. in 2005, a South African <laughs> no, man, Marius Ells, adopted a baby hip- hippo after rescuing it from a river. Six years later, after years of bonding between the two, the hippo dragged him into that same river and ate him. Well, what? Was that, why is that surprising? <laughs> it's just Aren't messed hippos up. hippos like the most human aggressive animal on the planet? I mean, they eat the most kids, if that's what you mean. <laughs> they okay. ate his love. The love of his life. Um, I did have one other animal news, too, if we're just going to keep on the animal thing. Oz, can you you want to read that for me? Do you see that? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I can see that. So the meth pollution in waterways turns trout into addicts. Yeah, it turns out that uh, fish can get addicted to methamphetamines and a large amount of meth waste in different waterways. Uh, they've been experimenting on specifically brown trout, and they've found that uh, by placing brown trout in a uh, spiked water to meth ratio tank for a limited amount of time once they allow them to choose opening two waterways into fresh water into meth water they stick with the meth water and prefer (laughs) the meth water forever over the other water 
I mean, and I'll, I'll have to get these waterways from you so I can put a little meth in my power bait. Yeah, so fishing. this is uh, <laughs> Czech University of Life Sciences in Prague has been doing these studies. Uh, it's, you know, a big meth community out there. But anyway. In Prague? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they've been studying uh, people, you know, flushing things, doing things with, with drugs that are ending up in the waterways or from the, you know, from the streets into the sewers, etc., uh, it's actually turned full populations of trout into meth addicts. And, oh, my gosh. And they start to actually have withdrawal symptoms when the meth slowly dissipates from the waterways and are not added. So they found that it could be detrimental to the trout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be easier to grab. Uh, so they're working on new ways to uh, to help the trout out. So they've, they've founded a brown trout uh, treatment center. Where they most of them are just kind of getting addicted to cigarettes now or doing bongies. <laughs> yeah, like, where there. is this going? <laughs> yeah. Well, it happened. That happened in you know with uh, monkeys and cocaine. Yeah, and and now we know that deer in Missouri, almost all of them have COVID. Hmm. Yeah, there's one dude just going around making out with deer, but it turns out uh, a bunch of deer, most like eighty percent of the population of deer in uh, this Missouri area, outside of a main city all have COVID, have no symptoms of COVID because uh, they got the vaccine. Thank you, dear. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they all have it. And now scientists are actually studying, like, you know, since it came from a species to a new species and now is seen another species, like what that could mean for mutation down the line and for our second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth so, round of booster shots. <clears throat> like some sweet tooth stuff's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's next. Uh, sweet tooth might have done it, actually. Yeah, it probably was Come to think tooth. of it. I am, you know, COVID's got me down. Right? (laughs) That's why I started watching Doogie, because to see a 16-year-old coming up like that, yeah, big deal. COVID COVID definitely does does not have me as down as it used to. Did you know Doogie Howser did a COVID episode? (laughs) What? (laughs) They're way on the Spanish flu or something. (laughs) Doogie Howser. So I started watching Doogie Howser, because I grew up with it, and it, you know... It's it's a good uh, it, I don't know it was to me it was a cool show about a young genius kid doing his thing right but every time I play this show Natalie absolutely hates the intro theme song she thinks it's literally the worst song ever made I'm gonna play it for you guys real quick so you get an idea of what we're dealing with here because uh, I promised her I would look up this dude and see <laughs> who created this horrendous theme song and what his career was before and after this point right so. This is the Doogie Hauser theme song. I mean, this is your classic, classic synthesized theme song. This is a product of its time, for sure. Can you turn it off or down? It is so awful. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Though? I don't think it's that bad. So, please turn it down. <laughs> You have to listen to the whole thing. Do you I? Need a, you need the whole effect, yeah. There's a You drop. know what? I take back what I said about Neil Patrick Harris because he was a child star. That just fucks with your head so hard. So who cares if he's like not a nice person? Doogie Hauser is Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. You didn't. That's why I brought okay. it up. <laughs> I didn't know that you knew it. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Wow. Anyway. I looked up, uh, the the author of that song is Mike Post. He also did the Law & Order theme song. Oh, he did, see, I was going to say I it's mean, like bad Law & Order. This, this dude has been in a career in music since the 1970s, and he has written 7,000 hours of TV theme songs. Nice. He, oh. he is quite the dude. He did Law and Order and Law and Order SVU. He did the A Team. He did NYPD Blue. He did Renegade. He did the Rockford Fli- Flyers. He also did the Rockford Files. Oh, after that, the first one wasn't as popular. He did L.A. He did Quantum Leap. He did Magnum P.I. Mm. He did Hill He's Street Blues. Some good ones. Yeah, geez, Louise. He's written some bad ones too. Do you remember Hill Street Blues and that soundtrack? No, I don't even know that I know what Hill Street okay, Blues well, is. Okay, well, Doogie Hauser is like the awful version of SVU. I mean, of Law and Order. I think it's the the Kinder News version. Oh, poor kids. <laughs> I've been enjoying it. 
Well, good. Yeah, thing. listen to it like 12 times. You're going to be like, I'll just get into it. Yeah, that's how it works. Well, I think. Are we. Is that the shortest podcast ever? Are we good? I don't know. Do you guys have anything to talk about? Uh, Not really. I mean, we do have to do a commercial break. You want to take a quick commercial break? Sure. And we'll see if there's anything else. Yeah, why not? Because if there's not, we have to take a really long commercial break. I'm down with one week long commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back soon. So in other news, Trey Parker and Matt Stone mm-hmm. uh, of South Park, mm-hmm. they had an episode uh, in 2003-ish era, se- season seven, I believe, where Cartman really wants to go to Casa Bonita. It's a birthday party there, yeah. This Chuck E. Cheese-esque uh, Mexican food restaurant mm-hmm. in Colorado. Well, it turns out that place actually exists. Mm-hmm. There used to be a bunch of them. There's one left in Colorado. It has declared bankruptcy uh, as an entertainment venue. And as it declared bankruptcy with Black Spart Cave, Cliff Divers, uh, <laughs> so on and so forth. Well, all those things are actually real attractions. They're all there. real attractions within this eater. Did I say that? Entertainment restaurant. Mm. The entertainment industry, yeah. So with COVID and the shutdowns, they shut down almost all. They had nine locations. They're down to one left. They've declared bankruptcy with this one location. And Matt and Trey Parker have asked if they can buy it. Buy it, restaff it, bring it back to its original potential, and have it as a South Park-owned Casa Bonita in Colorado. I heard they got denied. Apparently a big deal to both creators as they went there as kids. They no longer want this to be a joke. They want to compile their 24 years of South Park money and help to mega rich the dreams of this Casa Bonita. I don't think... Oh yeah, no, New York Post put out, Casa Bonita not for sale. (sighs) Bummer. Yeah, big bummer. Well... That's lame. They should have just let them buy it. Yeah, Yeah, because now they're going to go bankrupt. Because what are they? What, they're just going to go bankrupt and not be a business anymore. I don't understand the point. I say they take them to court. That's the American way. Mm-hmm. Oh, here you go, Ost. Owners confirm Casa Bonita is not on sale, but Matt and Trey have now pushed online petitions to push Casa Bonita to sell instead of closing. Nice. The fight goes on. I have a feeling they'll get enough signatures. There's hope. There's hope. You want to know if there's not hope in? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know how they told you to put sunscreen on all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well now they're recalling like a ton of them. Which sunscreen? For having carcinogens in them. Neutrogena, Aveeno, Banana Boat, among others. Oh my God! Read the list because Valasur recently found that 78 lots of sunscreens and sun care products contain benzene, a known carcinogen that's been linked to blood cancer and other illnesses. Of the 78 batches with detectable levels, I would much rather have 40, skin cancer than blood cancer. 40 products were found to have significant levels of benzene. In response, Johnson and Johnson announced on July 14th that it's voluntarily recalling Select Neutrogena and Avino aerosol spray sunscreens out of an abundance of caution. Then they have the list. The list goes on and oh my God. on Send me and that. on and on and on and on. Do you see... Uh, do is you it see, alphabetical? Do you see Sunbum on there? Um, one of them is. Yeah. Uh, Sunbum? Sunbum. Cool Down Gel is on there. Okay, no, what cool about... Gel. So not everything by... Let me just... Out of an abundance of caution for all of you, let me just say not everything by these brands are on the list. Okay. Certain just things. certain types. Basically what it says ahead of time is almost every single aerosol spray is on the list don't use okay. aerosol sunscreens they almost all contain this carcinogen but uh some of the top products on this list are neutrogena ultra sheer weightless sunscreen mm-hmm. neutrogena beach defense oil free body sunscreen fruit of the earth banana boat kids of all things Jesus. beautiful yeah beautiful work uh, Elta MD UV Aerobroad Spectrum Foley Body Sunscreen Spray, Sun Bum Cool Down Gel, Raw oh Elements no. Eco Formula, CVS Health After Sun Aloe Vera Soothing Spray, and Good Sense Sunscreen, among 78 others. Wow. What's this? Uh, so is it from the aerosol? I guess uh, places in Hawaii. <laughs> no, it's this benzene product specifically. And I guess places in Hawaii or Hawaii itself has banned benzene for many, many years. 
Well, I wonder what the benzene's for on the sunscreen. For those goddamn drug it's manufacturers. Probably like a, you said it was 78? Yes, I believe so, but let me look back now. It's probably a preservative of some sort. I'll edit it if I was wrong to make myself sound smarter. 78 batches, yes. But they have basically said that, yeah, you shouldn't use any of these products recently because they, uh, they all contain this carcinogen. 69 different brands in total. 78 different batches. Anyway. Yeah. It's a lot of good news today for readers. Let's give them some more. Are we ready for this? Mm-hmm. Austin, do you like gardening? I do enjoy it, yeah. Well, do you like shooting guns? Mm-hmm. Well, finally, you can do both. That's what I'm talking because about. Because they've put out flower seed shotguns and shells, which you can buy that are <laughs> basically like a bird seed firing shotgun shell that you can put into your shotgun at home, blow it the shit out of the ground right in your yard, and flowers will grow in the place. Here's a million dollar idea for you. They have bird shot. What if instead of bird shot, they use bird seed... So you kill a couple birds, but all the rest get to eat. Yeah. See, the idea of <laughs> the flower seed shotgun shells was that you bring life instead of taking away. Your idea is take away some life and feed some things in yeah, the process, I'm, I'm which more, is already how life works I'm in general. About, I'm thinking about PTSD for those other birds. Yeah, but it, I mean, okay. <laughs> Anyway, flower so seed shotgun at, shells. You can ground? you can buy them at the store. They're fifty dollars. I doubt they work very well, but they will shoot seed and plant themselves into the ground with the force in which you shoot them out of a gun. A shotgun, nonetheless. And then supposedly, they will grow flowers. I'm curious if it's like wildflower seed where you just kind of throw it out there. I, th- I think there's different options. I'm wondering if you just like fire it and the seed just goes everywhere. You just fire into your neighbor's yard because you don't like all their trash over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cover up that car well i just bought like 150 dollars worth of sunscreen did you did you find the list are you no, good it's 150 dollars worth of sunscreen yeah it's a lot of sunscreen I'll yeah s- well i burned like is it in like a five gallon bucket no it's in a bunch of little bottles how wasteful of you <laughs> i know you're so, buying in bulk well it doesn't come in bigger bottles as long as we're continuing on the news streak right we want to talk about the my pillow guy What's his What's his name? What's Mike, the my pillow? Mike Lindell. I think his name's Mike Pillow. Yeah, pretty much. Mike Lindell. You know this man? Oh, Mike Lindell. Mm-hmm. He does all kinds of. Uh, Mike Lindell TV. is a uh, he's a Fox News supported mm-hmm. psychopath, uh, <laughs> white right wing nutcase who believes that Trump is God among us and Ugh. that the election was stolen. And he's been doing ads for Fox News for quite some time now, but Fox News officially. Uh, as of last week, pulled, well, rather, Michael Lindell pulled all commercials off Fox News. It's been a billion-dollar market for him because Fox News wouldn't allow him to do a commercial about how the election was stolen. Oh. They finally <laughs> put their foot down. After all of the dumb shit Fox News has said over the years, they would not allow this man to do a commercial in which he claims the election was stolen from Trump. And because of that, he's pulled all the advertising, which I say... Hooray for. But uh, this man, who kind of looks like a bloated child from Willy Wonka's he kinda looks world. Like, he kind of looks like Trump with a mustache. Yeah, maybe it, is, hair. maybe it is Trump. <laughs> bloated and, child? You mean Augustus? Augustus yes. Gloop? Augustus. So he has spent almost $50 million on the Fox Network uh, promoting his My Pillow. I think it's a, a fuck pillow. Sorry, Brenda, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is. Uh, anyway, my pillow called, like, has already been pulled it's called from a, a wedge. A wedge or yeah. something. Is that? Else. No, it, there's a different name for it, but it is a wedge. Yeah, it's, it's a like wedge. a wedge shape. Anyway, this man, Mike Lindell, has already. <laughs> he has a defamation suit against him from the voting machine makers of the Dominion voting systems. He was pulled from uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, Coles. Uh, among other things, after voicing his fraud claims from the election, and now he has finally been pulled from Fox News wow. as well. So my pillow stock just tanked. Yeah, I think it tanked a long time ago when everyone stopped selling him because he's a nutcase. But he's very rich, and he just you know how they are. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. keeps keeps. Uh, he's done a bunch of other infomercial type products too, hasn't he? 
I don't think he is the ShamWow guy, but he looks like he ate the ShamWow guy. Yeah, there's like the... And then shit out our next president, possibly. Yeah, I'm thinking of the OxyClean ShamWow guy, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. slightly different. Slightly different. Same mustache, same yeah. hair. Did you just fat shame him? <laughs> kind of, but it was more more of a politics fat shame than a, than a real fat shame. Yeah, yeah. So, never mind. <laughs> okay. You guys want a super brief Kinder News? Yeah. Like, super... The, the song's going to be longer than the news. Okay, let's hear it. But here we go. Also, I'd just like to say in Kinder News that for that 13-year-old skateboarder who won gold for Japan, I know you're not a Kinder News person any longer, but you're just beyond, and you killed it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. What's her name? I thought we brought it up early in the episode. you want me to remember this stuff? Yeah. I can look it up. Thank you. She should be named. While we look up that superstar who won gold, 13 years old, what'd you do on your summer vacation? I won a gold Olympic medal in Tokyo. What'd yeah. you guys do? No big deal. It's rad. Anyway, a gemologist discovered a rock that looks exactly like cookie monster oh they open it up and the inside and i'll i mean our 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 guests can't see a picture but you guys can real quick the inside of this rock literally has the googly eyed cookie monster thing it has the blue it has the open mouth it has everything the image itself went viral uh from the muhlenberg college uh where they posted my kind of news day geologist finds rare formation inside a rock that looks exactly like cookie monster from sesame street it is perfect they've been offered more than ten thousand dollars by different buyers of the rare agate to buy this cookie monster that's out there and it's complete on both sides so they crack the rock down the middle there's two halves they both look like cookie monster's face so if you're thinking about like a a date night thing for me that's what it is folks (laughs) That's it's the Cookie one. Monster Agate. One for you, one for me. Mm-hmm. Forever in love. Perfect. Oh, and Cookie Monster actually uh, responded on Twitter as well. So Cookie Monster at me Cookie Monster wrote, Me no geologist, but me think that rock look a lot like me. <laughs> Was that cookie? Is that how Cookie Monster sounds? Isn't it? Austin, you want to try one? Uh, what? <clears throat> what am I trying? Co- cookie Monster talking about the rock. That rock looked like me. <laughs> That's good. That was a little more robust. Yeah. Okay, so the 13-year-old winner of skateboarding, her name is Momiji <gasps> Nishiya. <laughs> Just so she's, she's noted. What? What's her name? <laughs> What's her name? Her name is Momiji Nishiya. Never going to remember that. Yeah. Wait, one more time? Mamiji. Mami, Mamiji Nishia. One more time. Mamiji Shania. Mamiji Nishia. Mamiji Nishia. Mamiji Nishia. Mami's G. Mamiji Nishia. Mamiji Nishia. Mami. M O M I? M O M I J I N I S H I Y A. That's a name. Mamiji Nishia. Let's stop. Instead, I'm going to do the reveal of the Cookie Monster Rock to the Cookie Monster song. Let's think of other things that starts with C. Uh, ah, who cares about other things? C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's they good are so enough cute. for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. Oh. Uh, this agate is from Brazil, by the way. Uh, people are going nuts over it. And news stories are going after it. BBC News has gone after it. This is the Cookie Monster Rock of the Century. Let's talk about blood diamonds. What type of agate is it? Do we know? What type of agate? Mm -hmm. It's a Cookie Monster agate. Oh. Specifically. Okay. Uh, No, it does not tell me what type of agate it is, oddly enough. It's going to be a huge industry now. Yeah, it's very rare, uh, because I've never seen a Cookie Monster Rock before. Me either. Wonder if they'll find uh, you know, Oscar the Grouch next. 
Yeah, maybe very similar to Screen. <laughs> and a Big Bird, they're going to have like all yeah. the Sesame Street cast yeah. out there as rock somewhere. Like, it's <laughs> like a big stunt by Sesame Street that they're it'll, putting like, all over South America. Or it'll prove the existence of God and That's, God's a fan of Sesame Street. Isn't everybody, though? Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear that uh, Mr. Rogers actually picked up Thor's hammer back in the day? No. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's canon. Um, it's going to be in a new Marvel uh, cinematic universe movie with parallel universes where the Thor runs into Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers seamlessly picks up his hammer and holds it in his lap and looks at Thor and says, you know, a lot of things are hard for a lot of people. They're easy for other people. <laughs> Doesn't mean that they're bad at everything. They probably do things that, you know, we couldn't even imagine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look for that in Spider-Man. The newest Spider Man? Or Doctor Strange. I don't know. Who's all, who? Black Widow? No, that one came out. Yeah. yeah. She's suing Disney. I did hear about that. Black mm-hmm. Widow suing Disney for the. Well, release. Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. The, the same, same, though, right? <laughs> for what? Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney because they released her Marvel movie on Disney Plus the same time as it released in theaters for like the worst Marvel theatrical release ever. And it's a breach of her contract. Because. I don't know if you know this about celebrities, especially movie celebrities, actually specifically movie celebrities, but they make all their money off the box office. Like percentage of box office is where they make their cut. So if the box office blows like it did in Green Lantern, which is why Ryan Reynolds quit doing everything until Disney bought him, uh-huh. um, then they blow it in general. So Disney Plus made a bunch of money off of streaming black widow which i stole from a vpn but pretended to watch on <laughs> disney plus and many people paid for it on disney plus but the disney plus did great the box office did terrible i'm sure covid had a lot to do with that too mm-hmm. 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 but because of that and because she lost so much money on this movie she is suing disney for not allowing it to be a theatrical release only and you know that's just happening with a lot of movies right now i mean it was I think $30 to rent it on Disney+. Plus. Well, yeah, because imagine what you'd spend for two of you to watch in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the same price. Which they should just, you know, the contract should be written where they get a cut of that, too. Right, because I think movie theaters are forever changed. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the COVID world and the streaming world becoming so abundant, I think, has forever change the way people stream media now like it's it's media has become a streamable source people have been investing in their own homes to make it better to watch movies at home people Mm -hmm. are less comfortable sitting around other people now and i think at least for the next few years we're talking a major hit to movie theaters so as an actor i think you guys should all just quit (laughs) just everybody should quit at once no you should all become painters No. no just start working on sitcoms or, you know... Yeah, only work for Netflix. Re, redo TV shows con- only. Or just redo the contracts. Yeah, that's a better idea. You yeah. know what? Don't quit doing movies. Just redo the contracts so you get a cut of every time your thing is played on any reliable source. Except for VPNs. Those are always going to be free. <laughs> yeah, you can't mess with those. You can't mess with the pirate community. Yeah. Also, guys, don't... Guys, seriously... Don't pirate music and movies. It does cost billions of dollars to put this stuff out in the world, and there's a reason it costs what it does. It is 400% more expensive than it should be. But there is a reason it costs that much. Some people need yachts. Some people need two yachts, three yachts. Some, Some people, need people want their download speeds to be faster. Some people want the people to who play Bruce Wayne to actually have the amount of money Bruce Wayne did so that they do a better job acting like him. You're still finding that person. We haven't seen him yet, but we might one day. I'm just saying, Michael Keaton come back as old Bruce Wayne, and I'm also saying, it, it, pirate everything. Screw it. Who cares? These people have too much money. They need to spend more money helping others and less money sending a-holes to space michael keaton with michael kane again oh my god classic yeah and since michael kane doesn't age that's like literally a perfect michael kane (laughs) michael kane doesn't age no he's always been the same age about 72 yeah since he was born his entire career his his career Uh, like by age 20 he looked like he was 70 i have a feeling like he was a child a very old looking child but a child nonetheless he had like you know 
the stature at least of a child gray hair and a cane but that clearly like you know he's seen things no child has seen then he grew up just became he just got taller that's all yeah, that he just grew up literally and nothing else his whole face his whole demeanor <laughs> just okay yeah. all stay the same yeah it's like benjamin button but without any aging mm-hmm. so not yeah. like benjamin button at all just yeah. totally oh it's like what is that age of adeline or that other one or it could be like phantom toll booth where he starts not on the ground but he's like fully a grown man but up here and he grows down to to the ground do you guys you know the phantom toll booth. grows down oh the book yeah the book the phantom toll booth the children were born in the air so they couldn't a child. hurt themselves a oh yeah you so for those of you that were children once since we're doing a kinder news supposedly uh in the phantom toll booth the children in this one area outside of the doldrums i can't remember what the place was called but they go through this area where the children are born in the air and then they grow to the ground slowly because it Mm. makes more sense that way so they can't fall down or hurt themselves when Mm. they're learning how to walk and grow and do things and they slowly grow to the ground once their feet reach the ground they're michael (laughs) kane perfect good love it do you know that ravens learn to fly from the ground up Wait, so are the nests on the ground? No, they just, I think they kick them out of the nest and they fall. And then, and then they, they have like broken legs. Yeah, and they like, so like baby ravens and baby crows look like so ratchet and gross. And you, they look like just like sick birds, like sick old birds, but they're really babies learning to fly from the ground up. Hmm. I mean, ducks do the same thing. Ducks from the ground up? Well, they fall out of the tree mm-hmm. and work their way to water. Then they learn to fly from there. Hmm. So birds are just really bad to their young, is what I'm hearing. Animals are bad to each other, you know. What What about, uh, no, sharks eat their babies. Turtles leave them to themselves to go into the water. There's got to be one good one, right? Baby deer kind of just pop out. They're like, whoa, what do we do? What do I, what, what do, I do now? What do I, I mean, as far as I know, humans are bad to deer. Humans are, yeah. Because, like, Bambi was born and had a total chance to have a family and a life and ended up having to make friends with skunks and rabbits because some hunter just shot her dad in the face. I think mom, Mom, dad, sure. Where was dad? Dad comes in when there's a fire in the forest. The dad comes in and he's like, follow me. And then he, they like lead through the, they like, but dad like fire. wasn't there the whole time no. until then, you know, he just showed up to dad, save him. Yeah. Dad's like, I'm already, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, I thought it's a little late. Do you guys know national hot dog day? I assume you celebrate. I celebrate hot dog day like twice a week. <laughs> okay. Well, July 8th is when you're supposed to celebrate it. Mm. We missed the cut by a little while. But uh, I thought this is interesting because it showed up uh, in the news that Heinz was petitioning for hot dogs and their buns to come in equal packaging. Did, I totally agree with did that. Did you hear about this? Do you know about this? I do not know <laughs> about, about that. This. You know about that? So uh, when you go to a grocery store, I'm going to quiz you guys real quick. When you mm-hmm. go to the grocery store and you buy hot dogs, they come in packs of what typically? 6, 12, 24. I would say eight. They come in one long hot dog. (laughs) They're one long hot dog. And and I think you live in some fantasy land outside of Bavaria somewhere. Um, But no, no, like generally eight hot dogs come in 10 packs, 10 packs, 10 packs, like your regular run of the mill American hot dogs come in 10 packs for the barbecue. Your buns, on the other hand, eight packs, eight packs, two packs. One on each. Well, eight packs, but yes, two <laughs> packs for some. <laughs> it's going really well so far. <laughs> so, ten packs of hot dogs, eight packs of buns. So, if you do that math backwards, you're talking to get a steady ratio of hot dog to bun, you'd need to buy five packs of buns and four packs of hot dogs? Nope. Is that 90? Does that equal no, out? No. I, I eight, times, eight times five would be 40. <laughs> I started thinking about my alternate universe, which is and two times and one long hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there is a reason for the mismatched packaging, and it's a baking reason, of mm. course. It's always baking. Oh, like a baker's dozen, a half but dozen. Many, many. You want to follow me backwards? I many, would love many to. years ago? How many years ago? Yeah. 
well, we're talking 1940. Oh, love the 40s. So let's go back. <laughs> My favorite. How many years is that? Is that 120 years now? No. no the 40s. No. <laughs> it's like 80 years. 80 it's, years ago. Yeah, 80 years. 80 years ago. Whoa, what are numbers? <laughs> That's what I always say. There's a baker. What are numbers? He's he's making hot dogs for the first time because they've started with these one giant hot dog and two bun thing, but they've thrown that away and they've gone with the idea <laughs> that people hang out in bigger groups and we need hot dogs in different ways. People can't eat one gigantic <laughs> 11 Schlag. foot hot dog. It's like a hoagie. You just cut it up. Schwan. So... Uh, they were being... Can we swear in other languages on here, Brenda? Sure, yes, says Brenda. <laughs> I'm reading from a script she gave me. Yeah. Yes, Brenda said. <laughs> um, <Just> so, <laughs> so hot dogs were being produced in packs of 10. You know how they do it where it's like the weird squeezy machine that squeezes the thing out into the plastic That's thing sausage. and fills it. Yeah, same thing same though thing. with hot dogs. There's a casing around a hot dog yeah. still. Still a casing, mm. still the same way. So they're making them in packs of 10 because that's how they're produced in the factory. But buns, on the other hand, were baked. And when buns were baked, their biggest bun cluster they can make in a pan that fit was eight. So they're baking these buns in eight, but the factory, for whatever reason, was producing them in tens. And they don't tell me why uh, that they were not... The, first off, the hot dog company puts everything on the bakery here and says that the bakery couldn't make enough to keep up with their tens, but it must have been a factory thing because hot dogs since 1940 and forward made in sets of 10 and produced and sent out that way, but baking pans only fit eight hot dog buns. Well, I don't, I feel like hot dog though, this is a packaging issue. Mm -hmm. It's not a, they're made in sets of 10 only, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, this just, is like one gigantic casing with a huge vat of whatever they're using to yeah, put in there. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> that's just pumping them out and they're running down the line. We've been to the moon. We can't, like... We can't get this. it right. And now, here's the thing. Baking pans numbers? come in in 10s and 12s and other things, but because the eight-roll pan remained the most popular and the cheapest and the easiest to get a hold of, most companies still make hot dog buns in sets of eight. Most companies still package their hot dogs in sets of 10. This is an issue that everybody has just dealt with forever. Well, maybe. The two gluten-free friends, yeah. I think. You know what's what funny, too, now. is even like Adele's sausages, mm -hmm. five in a pack. Is it just five? Oh, it's yeah. It's five in a pack. Which, mm -hmm. why odd numbers? Yeah. It's sexier. Party of five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Sausage? Anyway. Party of five? Next topic. There's a recent petition by Icing Heinz. Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> think about it too much okay anyway heinz ketchup canada yeah, uh, decided to end this hot do dog debate by forcing companies to do sets of eight of everything the petition has now gained thirteen thousand three hundred forty six signatures and climbing why is this something we have to vote on to save from the bread arithmetic anxiety you would have to purchase five bags of eight of the buns to equal four 10 to the pack hot dogs to break even. I got that one right. There you go. Yeah, now you got it. Or someone just, you know, puts two hot dogs on one bun. Or you do the ham dog thing where you just buy hamburger buns. Yeah, you cut the hot and dog. And you cut and the hot dog in half. Yeah, and then half again. I don't think that solves the problem at all because the bun you ratio is probably is? the same. So it's like a hamburger bun, but you use a hot dog instead of hamburger meat. Sexy. Mm -hmm. And you could use two, three, four, five. It's all on you. When we were children, <laughs> our father introduced us to this. And we were like, what? There's no hot dog buns. He's like, it's a ham dog. It's just <laughs> like a hot dog, but it's not a hamburger bun. And, and he's then, not wrong, but it felt different. And I never recovered. Yeah. Does he listen? Uh, no, of course not. He not doesn't enough. listen. Mm -mm. He never has. <laughs> <laughs> never, never will. He, I don't think, I think he's one of those what I don't know won't hurt me type of guys. <laughs> You know, uh, Long John Silver's just announced a uh, fish plant protein line. Fish plant protein. Yeah, what? they're like, gonna so have it's like a faux They're fish. gonna have no crab crab cakes mm -hmm. and well, no shrimp shrimps. But this is the Long John Silver's edition. Yeah. So those people that have been craving Long John Silver's for oh so long, but can't go 
Get them. <laughs> Who's been craving Long John Silver? Who hasn't? I've never been there, and I don't. There's nothing like their popcorn shrimp. I don't have the desire. I don't eat shrimp. Well, now you're going to have popcorn, no shrimp. What about uh, Red Lobster, no lobster? I did have a Phil's Market clam chowder bowl today, though. Did it have bacon in it? Yes, it did. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. Yeah. That's they why I can't they're have really good. That Chipino, though. My bella patata. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Three, two, one. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. That's going to be it for us. This has been featuring Jeff Goldblum. Featuring... Janine. And featuring... Janine Jr. And Janine Sr. And... Janine the third. <laughs> and the artist formerly known as Janine. Yes. And the turtle already known as Janine. <laughs> yes. Turtle. Mm-hmm. Frog? Maybe both. Yeah. And J Dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Low Cabinet. And Nainers 3000. Nainers 3000. And the, and the refrigerator. Not this episode. We'd handled that. Oh, nice. Now people are going to think you're calling me a refrigerator. <laughs> Neener's the refrigerator. <laughs> no. It's because of her lucrative football career she had before yeah. she joined the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Neener's the linebacker. Hey. <laughs> Fridge Neen. It's like if Janine and I made a baby. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Six foot seven, 315 pounds. <laughs> nice. <laughs> call him Janine Jr. Yeah. Don't, don't call it Janine Jr. No. No. We'll name, uh, it, we'll name it Duke. I'm going to get us out of here. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're going to hit the uh, eject yeah, go, button. Go Everybody too. buckle up. Hold on tight. Here we go. Yeah.